Assalamualaikum and welcome to the Mad Mamluks podcast. This is take two of our false start. Um, we have a very special episode for you. If you are so inclined, please make sure you like and subscribe to the show and in- throw in a comment or two about your thoughts about this eminent doom that we're all experiencing right now. Uh, please welcome our regular panel, Mort from Buffalo, New York host of Muzzy Buzz, the host of Sultans and Sneakers, Mahin Islam, and Sheikh Al-Hind, Sheikh Amr Saeed, he's here with us. Um, we're all practicing social distancing, but uh, I don't uh, I don't see how, are you guys okay? You guys are all like very quiet, everyone. Yeah, no, okay. check the screen to make sure we're good. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, so um, I don't know, guys. There's a past couple episodes we talked a little bit about Corona and stuff, and it's just everything's kind of spiraled out of control since. Everyone's been uh, practicing social distancing, quarantined, where experiencing things that we've never thought we would ever imagine. Just seeing the streets empty uh, when you go out for groceries. It's just. it's crazy. So right now, uh, where we are, for any international viewers, is called the state of Illinois. That's where Chicago is. Our state is on a lockdown, which means um, it's not like martial law or anything. It's not scary as, as it sounds, but you're allowed to go out to get your bare essentials. Basically, you're only allowed to go to get food and things like that. Um, otherwise all the other businesses are shut down. Um, uh, it's, it's literally feels like we're in a movie right now. There's no other way. I I was telling my, my daughters that you, we kind of felt like this after nine 11, but not to this extent. I think we, as Muslims, we kind of had this, you know, this existential threat kind of a feel after nine 11, like as if everything's going to end. Um, that's, that's how we kind of felt, but now it seems like everyone is experiencing it and i think there there were some memes on, on the internet about you know the muslims of syria the muslims of uh Jingjiang, china the uyghurs kashmir and so on they're all like yeah welcome to our world and uh, i guess we are tasting a little bit of their their world but nowhere near to the uh, horrors that they would experience on a daily basis but well, i guess we are experiencing it to a certain extent and our our lives have been um probably changed forever i think um that what what this virus has done is uh it's 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 it's, it's good. nothing's will ever be the same since uh, at least for the foreseeable future at least for the next five years we're going to be feeling the effect of this virus um and that that's not my opinion this is the experts opinion these are the uh people who uh are projecting how this event will play out over the next two years uh, because i think it takes about a year and a half to two years for this uh thing called herd immunity which means the virus will propagate to enough people in the population and those people will develop immunity and not pass it on to other people. So this herd immunity concept is coming up often. And, um, 
you know, this is this is our new reality, or at least for the time being. We're going to be doing a lot of these type of shows where we're going to be experiencing um, uh, remote remote communications where all of us are grounded. It feels like um, feels like we're all just shut down. Like everyone's been put into timeout. I don't know. Chef, does that does that make sense? It, it seems like we we're revolving kind of like you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I don't know if it's a punishment or not. I'm not ascribing it in in or I'm not describing it in any other terms or in that respect. So I'm just saying that on a on a social societal level, we've kind of had to be put into a timeout and say, hey, you sit down and you you think and you reflect over life and if you have that capacity a lot of people you know they're going to burn away this this precious time that they've been given on netflix and you know me and more every now and then we play call of duty but you know we we, we balance hey, it out yeah, you you you're, you're not a very good player sheikh but that's true but uh I barely, I barely played checkers yesterday and i've lost everybody in my own. oh wow no, oh, but, wow. but uh, you know, this is this is a special time where we have an opportunity where we've never had before. I've been accumulating a lot of books over the years, and I've, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a kind of like a drive-by shooter on the, when I get these books, and I read a couple chapters, and I move on to another book, and then I come back to it later. And now it's just been a time where I kind of go through all my books and just read it all and and complete it um, to the end. So. I've been doing a lot of that. Um, I guess the, one of the best things to do is, is figure out how to spend your time at home without going crazy. I don't know. Do you have any suggestions, Sheikh? Let's start off with you. How are you spending your time? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we, we our school started this new e-learning thing, so that's consuming some of my time is getting used to it. You know, we're using Google Hangouts and Google Classroom. I'm still getting used to it and you know, playing around with it. It's kind of fun to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to start incorporating Zoom too, but starting from next week, our full schedule starts as it was in school, except each period is like a half an hour and we finish by one thirty. Yeah. You know, and the students are given, you know, from like one thirty to 3.30, uh, you know, any questions that they have for teachers to communicate with teachers. So basically we have an online punch in and punch out. So the, I, I basically have a, a setup now in my house where, um, you know, I got to be teaching from here and that's just how it is. Man, my kids are all at home. Every, everything, the dynamic, like you said, everything changes when everyone's at home all the time. What, what's your in family's sure. environment like though, Sheikh? Because, um, you, you know, like it's easy for a lot of people in these type of events to, um, get really rattled. Right. And, and, you know, they're not able to put things into perspective. Is your family, um, really scared? No, alhamdulillah, I don't think we are, to be honest with you. You know, uh, I'm not saying that in like a bragging way. I think we kind of, I kind of expected this, to be honest with you. Uh, when I first heard about it, I knew something like this was going to happen. You know, I'm totally serious. Me and my wife talked about it. And uh, the first thing that just came to my mind is that, um, you know, um, whatever that you do in this world, no matter who you are, the effect is going to come back to you. You know, we've lived a long uh, phase of pleasantness and, also being a part of a country that has rained havoc in at least the Muslim world the past 20 years. 
and now I, I personally, again, I'm not going to say it's a punishment per se, but the effects of what happened is a punishment. People panicking is a punishment. Right? I'm not saying the, the coronavirus is a punishment per se. I don't know. That's up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the result of what happened with the coronavirus, I, I don't see anything other than punishment to people who are panicking. Right? Because, well, that's a whole other thing, but it's, it is a it is a very big test, and there's remedies of what Rasulullah showed us in times like this, what we're supposed to do. But, alhamdulillah, we weren't panicked. The only thing, we had a close call, you know, last, uh, a few days ago, where my son, he started getting a temperature, you know, my six-year-old, he, uh, he started getting a fever, he was coughing, he was sneezing like crazy, and then we checked his temperature, and he was at 100.5, and that's a fever, that's a high fever for him. Wow. And then an hour later, he's at 101.5. So we called the ER and said, hey, we're coming to his hospital in Chicago. So we had to drive all the way to Chicago. They had to check everything. You know, they How long was the wait? Had... I'm sorry? How long was the wait? Because oh, I... it wasn't that long. We, we, went, we got there at 8 p.m. on a Friday. When was it? Thursday night? What day was it? can't even remember. It was, a, it was Wednesday? I think, yeah. 8 o'clock p.m. and nobody was there. We got home at almost at two o'clock because they had to do a whole bunch of testing and all that kind of stuff, you know. But he was chilling. Good morning. You got a good Sam? Where'd you go? No, I had to go to uh, Lori's Children's Hospital in Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's the premier children's hospital in the world. One of the but they were like, okay, we got to test him. Okay, he's showing these symptoms. He's showing that. So they had to keep him longer, test his blood. And they're like, oh, no, it's just a common flu that he has. And I was like, subhanAllah, it's like, it's like that. It could have it been coronavirus, Allah, either, you know. Um, so I am extra, extra, super careful. I'm not panicking, but I'm extra careful of when I go to the store. Like yesterday, I went to the store, even though it was very close. I, uh, as soon as I got home, I went straight to the laundry room, changed my clothes, washed those clothes, washed my hands and face really well. Um, you know, washed my beard, everything that's kind of external. Dang, um, wow. Because I don't try anything inside of the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's didn't even come, well, I didn't even uh, think about it to that extent that you have to take those kind of precautions with your son for those who don't understand you know oh, yeah. what we're talking about Sheikh Hammer's son alhamdulillah recovered from uh, what was it uh, Sheikh? yeah his, his last treatments in June he's done in June inshallah yeah so he, he had so he cancer had essentially yeah. that's what they're saying so yeah. the idea is that but yeah I mean uh, I think what I'm doing is excellent I mean, what I do is I have a, a bathroom right by the door and I walk in that's my I remember that bathroom so, I visited so, that yeah so what I, what I do is when I get inside the house, first of all, I leave my uh, my shoes outside the front door, and then I just wear slippers in the house because you don't understand the bottom of your soles can pick up germs and stuff. And I just wash, man. I mean, I don't I don't take a chance. You know, I, I think, um, you know, you got to be a little bit more proactive in terms of your hygiene. But everything said and done, I think this is more of of God telling people, look. Um, you are insignificant in the world you know like no matter how much money you have how much strength you have how big your military is how high your median iq is you know how modernized you are an invisible primitive germ or virus can destroy all of that and make you panic like nothing ever before you stabilize to the point yeah so it's kind of in a way where hey it doesn't matter whether you're black white Arab, Indian, Pakistani, Mexican, whatever, Chinese, 
it affects all of you the same way because your your essence is the same. You, I mean, if people were different, it would affect everybody else differently, but we're not, right? So God is sending you a wake-up call. That's something invisible, not even an enemy that you have to combat or you can even fight. There's pretty much nothing you can do about it, right, besides taking caution and then praying and hoping that you don't get it. Yep. And what, good what, what better lesson is that? <laughs> what good are nuclear weapons now, man? Nothing. I mean, oh, we're a new coronavirus. I mean, <laughs> what are they going to do? You know, like absolutely nothing you can do. You uh, think anybody right now is worried about, um, you know, about starting a war or, you know, if their daughter married someone that's a different race or no one's worried about that right now. Like nothing. Literally, it stopped everything that people worry about. Well, you know, what's so crazy and, is, that, is that every kind of movie we've ever watched that brought people together was always about aliens, something extra, something out of the country. Now it's this little tiny invisible thing that is starting to bring people together and hopefully work together and you know it's the crazy thing is that if i if someone told me that hey if the government told everyone to voluntarily stay at home i would say you're out of your mind they wouldn't they wouldn't listen and they're listening they're they're actually listening people are staying at home they're not going out they're practicing all the spring breakers they had spring breakers spring breakers though yeah (laughs) yo they're saved up for that for a few months man but what state are they from? They're from Florida, right? So everything stupid comes from Florida and it happens in Florida. So everyone. I find a whole different. No, these are college kids that are like, I think from the Midwest that like travel yeah. down to Florida. Like, yeah, they've been planning for like years. And, you know, I look at those videos like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, man. Came out here spring break. Woo. And I'm like, man, I remember when I used to be, I used to feel invincible. Right. I, yeah. I remember those days when you were young and you felt like you could, nothing could harm you or you'd get through anything. Y'all are gonna learn your lessons real quick, man. Life's gonna smack you down. Yeah. <laughs> one chick was like, uh, "I want to get drunk. Uh, I, I, we have less time to get drunk now because the bar's yeah. early." She was like, "So we got to get drunk by like eight p.m. now." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, so I, I think I mean, obviously, we're gonna exclude like the, the, the immature people. I think most people, though, yeah, and they're having a. I mean, I, I put it this way. At least from in the profession that I'm in and, and many people who are working in, in corporate America, or whatever it is, uh, I think after like the whole pandemic, once it calms down, I think people are really going to reevaluate like how they work and workspaces. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I was thinking about that, you know, um, I mean, and obviously we're, we're, we're obviously going to brace the country for, um, you know, huge economic downsides, meaning that people who are hourly wages people who are living on paycheck to paycheck, they're going to suffer. And unfortunately, you know, it's a very tough thing. This is not something that's just going to automatically fix itself in about a month or two. Like we're talking about, you know, seven, eight, nine months of, you know, economic catastrophe, essentially, right? People are going to be devastated. Um, I mean, there are already people right now who live paycheck to paycheck. And if they don't get a week's salary or, I mean, just a week of paycheck, a month, you know, hourly paycheck, they're already struggling. And it's crazy. Like, I, I, I'm glad. I mean, I will commend Donald Trump and the Republicans and Democrats for trying to create a plan that will stimulate, give, you know, stimulus money to, to people to stay at home. It's important. But how long can that last? You know, how long is that actually going to work? I mean, you know, I, I mean, I fear me personally, I think that and this is why I believe that God is telling people to slow down a little bit and understand your position, because I think more people will be affected. I don't mean like dying wise, but 
affected by the post viral stages, meaning that what is the state of the country after the virus is kind of subdued yeah. and people are, it's more normalized. How are you going to survive now? You know, what are, what, what businesses will still be around? What industries will still be, you know, players in the game, right? All these things are changing. The way we view things are completely changing. And by the way, here's one interesting fact that just popped in my head. Apparently this virus from the preliminary data coming out of Italy, men are like three times more likely to be hit by Corona. And imagine if it, I'm just thinking about this. Imagine if it takes out, you know, it runs this course and the whole world is done with it in about a year and all the fatalities we have. Think about how many men there's going to be and then compare that to the hadith about the end of time where there will be more two women for every man or like multiple women yeah, for every man. Yeah, but there's many different interpretations of that, that hadith because there, there were other scholars who uh, suggested that the quality of, of men, meaning their manhood, their, their ability to... to take care of women and have the, the proper characteristics of having to take care of a woman that that will be diminished and, and there will be more people who will be committing zina and things like that instead of so that there is also yeah, that I mean, yeah i get that i mean that, yeah. that, that, that that's and, more and modern one interpretation right but the other interpretation of what Mort is talking about the face value is very legitimate too right there is a possibility of numbers being eliminated right I mean, I'm not discounting it. I'm not discounting. I'm not saying it's. No, I'm saying one thing. Wait, Sim. What what I'm saying is the interpretation you're giving is still valid, but it became something they tried to fit in in today's time. For traditionally thinking, going, I mean, in in history, they always believed that it would be a physical number of men being less than women. So I get they they try to analyze the hadith and fit it into a modern time. I get it. It's it's a it's a prophecy, and you can try to understand it differently. But what I'm saying though is that if this is possible, that this could be what is. Yeah. causing that right because a lot can change right. the situation of people right away yeah and, and you did. know what the crazy crazy thing is that we both could be right sheikh right isn't, isn't it possible that uh yeah. the, the quality of men is yeah. also declining but also physically or uh, the actual number of men are de- declining yeah and i think another thing that's worth mentioning is man that um the amount of thinking that people are reflecting that i've noticed that people are doing that just talking to them and the the growth that just happened. Guys, I think it's safe to say we're, we just passed kind of the inception stage in the United States. We haven't got to the peak of this by any means. No, we're, we're still, not even I, close. This is the beginning of, yeah. of what's going to happen. I mean, um, yes. people so far are already, you know, claiming victory or oh, look at China. They've already sorted it out. Like, you guys have no idea what's going on in China right now. They're, those people are under a very strict regimen where everyone is being um their temperatures are being taken they they have checkpoints that they're they're under strict security this is not like by all means is not no nowhere near over it's not going to be over in two no, months yeah. or three months this is going to be a very long process and chances are a lot more people that you know will be infected by this virus by the end of it. Right now, none of us, I, I don't know if any of you guys, uh, Mort, Mahin, Amr, jump in if, if you guys know of anyone among your friend circle, your social circle that is already infected by the COVID-19. Right now, it's chances are they're not. And you will eventually experience many more people who are infected if uh, things play out the way they do right now. I did hear that yeah. there were some Muslims though I did hear that there were some Muslims in, in uh, Death Plains or in Chicago that had that went to that uh, 
Friday Juma'a that was like multiple. They had like six Juma'as to limit the people. Yes. But apparently one person had like some of it and they didn't know and like it kind of passed in and it remained. So some people from that community got... Bolingbrook Masjid too, just from last Juma'a, Bolingbrook. ICN has one too. Um, you know, so... And it's just, I know it's like every time it's going to pop up, people are going to get surprised, but it's it's inevitable, you know? It's a, it's a very, very big possibility that... You know, it can easily hit thirty percent of the people in the United States. You know, a friend of mine did tell me he thinks his wife had it. Uh, she was sick for like two weeks, um, and she was like, "Last I talked to him a few days ago, he was uh, she was like recovering. She never got tested, but one of her coworkers tested positive, and she was with her. Um, and my friend himself said, while his wife was sick, he remember getting hit with like a random cold that was like unusual." during that two week space and he kind of got over it over, over a couple of days, but like it treats people differently. She, but he said she was suffering pretty, uh, you know, pretty bad, but then she's on the upswing right now. So what, but that, that's crazy. Mine. That's crazy. Cause you know, I, I, I mean, you see two sides, right? You see like some videos of people like dying, like, you know, yeah. take care. And then you see one guy, like, Hey, I'm totally cool. I got it, but take it serious, but I'm totally fine. I don't have symptoms. Right. So it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's tough to discern. And I think there's a lot of media out there that, you know, a lot of ignorance about the virus itself and how it affects people. And that's part of the confusion, right? Like, yeah. nobody knows how it's going to affect you as an individual. Hmm. Kind of crazy. Well, um, how, how, what are your guys' greatest personal fears going forward in the next year or so? Economy, without a doubt. I think... Uh, like, I mean, you mean so, like losing your job? Yeah, I think a lot of us are going to be unemployed. I think um, I think the world doesn't really understand how putting uh, putting a freeze on all of our economies all around the world to the extent that they they're, they're doing what kind of damage it's going to do. There's there's another idea that's been yeah. floating out there is that we allow the healthcare system to take the hit and everyone else gets to resume their lives and um, just work our way to uh, herd immunity as fast as possible. I'm not saying that I agree with that idea. I'm just saying this is an idea that a lot of people that actually countries like Pakistan will have to uh, deal with because that's what Imran Khan has said that, you know, we can't afford to do mass quarantine. We can't afford to do, uh, you know, uh, lockdowns and things like that. So, what they're doing is they're living their lives normally and they're going to just, uh, you know, take the hit just like um, all at once, yeah, I basically. Mean, yeah, I, I mean, look, here's the thing. I mean, look, I, I, when you have a virus like this and it's, an, it's, it's you don't have the way to take care of it you, you, and you're already in economic distress, it's, it's hard to, 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 you know, to be able to quarantine, to be able to, to, be able to manage this. So what else can you really do besides say, hey, you know, just kind of carry on what you were doing. And if it gets you, we'll deal with it at that time. But right now we just there's nothing to really do. I mean, and I think that's also kind of coupled with the mentality in Pakistan because it's a Muslim country that nothing will happen to you unless God wills it to happen to you. So, you know, they're, they're kind of like mixing two and two together where it's OK. Well, yeah. you know, what are we going to do about it? This is our situation. God gave it to us. We, we can't afford to fix it. <laughs> we got to run with it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what else they could do. Yeah. It's... In ba- I talked to my uncle in Bangladesh yeah. uh, last night, and they actually said that, like, so 
what I'm, I'm hearing a couple of different things. I heard that like, so the birth, the birth anniversary of the founder of the country was this past week. So the government, because his daughter is the prime minister. So I heard something along the lines that she had kept um, things under wraps because she didn't want to like prevent people from celebrating her daddy's birthday. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Sheikha Hasima is this guy's uh, daughter? Yeah, Sheikh Hasina, the prime minister, is the daughter of Sheikh Mujibur Rahman. Who's the, uh, wait, wait, is her name Sheikh Hasina or Sheikha? Sheikh Hasina. Damn, yeah. she just totally, she just gender is, neutral is, from the she get-go, feminist? bro. <laughs> is she a feminist? But, uh, she's a prime minister. I don't know. Is she a feminist? I don't know. Uh, so, but I talked to, my, I talked to my, uh, my aunt was telling me last night that, like, the masajid are more crowded than ever. Because no one else has anything else to do. No one else has anything else to do right now. Because they just started cracking down on like stuff. So they would get like five people for the thought of the heart, the local like neighborhood masjid. Now I got fifty cats showing up. People who don't even usually wow. pray are showing up there. So wait, wait, Bangladesh. So you think maybe it's because they're scared saying... of of what's happening, and that's why they're coming to like. Well, I mean, nah, I I mean, with all due respect, I don't think a person who's bored is gonna go to the message if he doesn't really pray he'll probably just go on Pornhub or something you know if he doesn't really pray and stuff you know what I mean Dude, not... the, the, the Wi-Fi in Bangladesh can't handle Pornhub at a mass scale yeah that's why you gotta get out first thing in the morning you're like waiting you're like right to that part <laughs> yeah but you get my point like they're probably not gonna yeah, I thought I, I'm thinking it's probably people who are actually conscious of God or maybe fearing that this is something that is maybe. you know coming down as a punishment like oh my god you know we're about to die from this you know what I mean like that kind of mentality I don't know what do you the think tone she, the tone she had with me was that they're looking they just want to like looking for a place to kick it oh like the <laughs> leafy style where they can just lay down get food hang out I don't I mean there's no food it's just like yeah I've been to book on massage it I mean because like some of the other shops maybe the tea shop or the coffee shop is closed or something else is closed and then they just go there you know so every Muslim yeah. I was talking to um, Umer Hasib um, last week because there was a case of coronavirus in Fez and I was just like in Fez what like a month ago nah no, not even three weeks ago it was like some European dude they, they quarantined that dude and like threw him on a bus and like shipped him out <laughs> and he showed me pictures of current day Fez it's completely it's like a ghost town yeah, yeah. Um, country's handling it differently the Moroccan government my experience there was that they're pretty like they they know how to crack down. Yeah, and, and I think that's the difference people understand about China as well. Was going back to Sim's original point was that China as a government has like absolute authority. It's authoritarian. Like they can do what they want to do when they want to do it. They can beat yeah. you in the street if they they can mandate you got to wear a mask. They can. They, I mean, they will jail you for whatever and anything. And they have that power. In America, it's a bit different, right? You have people, citizens that are trying to invoke like their own amendment rights or in the middle of a guy, you know, the, the right to be, I don't know, walk around naked in the street in the middle of an outbreak, right? I mean, stupid, I mean, ideas like this, right? China won't tolerate that kind of stuff. They'll say, look, we're the law. You do what we tell you to do or you're going to go to jail or die, right? That's pretty much it, right? So when you have that kind of control over a, a population, it then becomes easier to uh, to, to quarantine them. And the trade-off obviously is that they, they feel like they have less freedom, right? And the minute the opportunity, when the, when the opportunity comes to get the hell out, they get out real quick because they don't like living under that kind of you know, authority. But they have it different than America, right? In America, we still have a lot of our freedoms. Yeah. They first tried to plead with us and say, hey, stay home. I mean, despite all of that, people are still going out. So the federal government may have to use force to keep people home or at least enforce that on the streets because... I mean, that's, that's really the only way I can see it. I mean, you, you know, I mean, people, 
they're not taking it that serious. And I think yeah. it's partly because there's a lot of confusing news coming out and WhatsApp groups and you know, different media outlets and conspiracy theories about how this is population control to get rid of old people. It's a bio terror, you know, terrorism that was done against uh, the Chinese because their economic, their, their economy was doing so well. I mean, there's, there's all sorts of theories out there, you know? And so all of that combined with, you know, that massive ignorance is probably why the federal government is considering sending like, you know, national guards and like shutting down cities. So, uh, fellas, oh, yeah, fellas who are, a mistrust. I'm sorry to interrupt, guys. Just so the people know who are in the chat, if you are experiencing uh, video quality issues, we will be re-uploading the good quality show after this uh, episode airs because we're being throttled. Um, there's still just a lot of people on the internet right now, and so our upstream has been affected by it. We're doing the best we can. Yeah. Uh, Sheikh, is it time for us or the scholarly community to issue a fatwa saying that if you go to Juma, you are performing a sin because you are oh, in you effect, you're, 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 you're affecting the health of the community. You're committing itim. No, I think, I think, I think, uh, think Amja already mentioned something last week and people are already mentioning it now, even internationally. Um, is that when in this situation we have to listen to those people who specialize in health and you know and and amja uh, is the american muslim jurist association is that correct yeah they, yeah the assembly of muslim jurists yeah, of america sorry um and uh you know we, we really really have to listen to the health department and what they're telling us um because we may have an inclination to worship but we also, as Muslims, have to remember, and all religions have to remember, is that sometimes because of our uh, love for the deen, we, it can cloud our safety sometimes. And we see that happen all the time. Sometimes we need someone else to tell us, hey, this is, and that's what the health department did. It encouraged people not to gather. We lost the Sheikh. We lost his audio. Amr, your audio cut off, dude. Yeah, I think he's probably having a slight lag on that. Mm. No. Maybe he didn't pray today. He froze. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, no. You know what? Uh, Sheikh Ibrahim Zidane put out a, a notice, uh, you know, telling people what to do during, um, you know, uh, the outbreak. And he said that, you know, the, the uh, masajid should consider, continue to have at least one person come there and make the adhan so that it's the call to prayer is done yeah. but people should be in their homes they should you know make adhkar increase their salah yeah take the moment to uh to thank allah that if you're if you're healthy and you know and then then to thank him for that and to also protect the ummah from any adab or from any anything that's going to affect us directly because we don't sometimes we're in a state of 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 living where we don't know whether something is a punishment yeah or if it's uh, a test oh, right well, we just don't know because yeah, go ahead. One of our friends in the chat messaged and said that uh, an important point, actually, Sheikh Hatim Al Hajj, uh, Hatim Al Hajj, right? That he has the coronavirus, yeah. and he's—I well, think he's the president or one of the chairmen of Amja, um, and that's a, that's a scary idea. Just that I mean, he's a, he's a he, from whatever I know about him, and I think Mahin knows a, a little bit more, but he is, he's he's like an amazing doctor. 
we met him. Yeah, yeah, we, we met, met him. It. But he's an amazing doctor, right? He's he's someone who yeah, was yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, one of the foremost uh, authorities on uh, in his medical field on something I can't remember off the top of my head. But he's he's someone who is um, if he I mean well it's just it's indiscriminate is what I'm trying to say is it's just that. Yeah. Someone who is not just a scholar, but also an amazing medical professional. And just hearing that he even contracted the virus is just uh, incredibly scary. Um, yeah. We are planning. Oh, on yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to show you that everybody yeah. can get it, man. I mean, I think it's going back to that lesson we were talking about earlier that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling you people that none of you are different from each other. The yeah. rich, the poor, the successful, the, unsu the unsuccessful, the, the Muslim, the non-Muslim. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Hey, whoever you are. This is something that can, Allah can change your life in seconds. Literally, I mean, from a, a germ, from something like this. And I, yeah, I, I really think it's a wake-up call. I mean, I think people, Allah is trying to tell human beings to, to humble themselves. Uh, Healthcare yeah. professionals are most susceptible, bro. They're, not only are they in hospitals all the time, they're the ones treating the people with coronavirus. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a shortage eventually of doctors who have to quarantine themselves too, man. Yeah, I mean, my family has a lot of doctors. You guys know them, and and so, I mean, I worry. I mean, yo, they're, they're you know they're on the front lines, and they're going in, and you know they're at, they're quarantining when they come home. They you know they have to stay away from their families because, you know, you don't know. And personally, me, uh, I've told my brother. My brother also agreed that you know for my parents, there's no visitors for them. They're not leaving the house, and no, even at this moment in stage, you have to take this as that anybody could be caring. Trust yeah. nobody. Yep. You don't. I mean, it's not that you think they're evil people. They just don't know. This is how this. This is a very intelligent virus. It, yeah. it you know, it can mask symptoms. It can appear in different ways. Some people have diarrhea. Some people have headaches. Some people have muscle twitches or muscle aches. Some people have breathing difficulties. You don't know what these exactly the symptoms are. So if you have elderly patients, I mean, or, or parents in your home, do not give them contact unnecessarily. I know it's difficult because they're your yeah. parents. They want, they get bored. They want to see people, grandkids, but they are the the high risk population. Like they are prime targets for this. So you you, I mean, don't take that lightly. You know, understand that yes, Allah gives life and takes life, but at the same time, you know, there are you do what you can do because you never know when Allah's plan is there, right? You don't know that, yeah. right? And so, for as long as you hear you're here, you don't want your quality of life to be suffering right there's no point that Allah doesn't want you to be suffering in your quality of life so take care of that you know what I mean be mindful you know this disease is real I mean or I'm sorry virus it can you know manifest itself even though you're asymptomatic so understand it doesn't discriminate between old or young there are babies that are being diagnosed with this so take precautions Mahin are you working from home now or what Nah, man. We still got to make steel for the car companies that aren't selling any cars. They're bankrupt, bro. What are you talking about? Just tell <laughs> you. Yo, but there's labor laws now, right? They're saying that, hey, look, um, if your work is non-essential, you know, that, um, you know, you can tell them that my company is making me go to work and I feel uncomfortable. And, you know, because, you know, it's not, you're in Illinois, so non-essential things, you know, work shouldn't be completed. I, I, th I think they're considering manufacturing still essential. Mm. All manufacturing? Yeah. It said it didn't specify because right now, now it could they, things could pull the plug. They could pull. I had a, so we had a call yesterday. So I'm working from home. So some of my coworkers are working from home 50 percent of the time. Depends what you do. I directly supervise people, so like I I, I got to make sure the uh, some union workers don't come in and just go to sleep all day. 
So, so what, what what has your work done to mitigate your risk, like of getting, uh, uh, getting corona? I guess they're just telling, they're just giving us the guidelines, and if we see anyone any symptoms, you send them home. Uh, telling everybody to clean their work areas after, but we're getting stuff stolen, man. We we, we had like a, a shipment of like hand sanitizer showed up. It got jacked real quick. What? And then I walked into <laughs> the men's locker room. They had a fresh roll of toilet paper, like a big roll of toilet paper. And these are these are kind of roll toilet paper you can't put. I mean, most people don't have those kind of dispensers in the house. It was gone by the end of the day. Like, so are you having to like bring your own toilet paper to work now, like baby no, wipes no, or something? But, but, but I mean, we we have enough, but like people are still people are stealing stuff. People are yeah, stealing yeah. like a lot of stuff under lock and key. Well, speaking of stealing, apparently there was a robbery over by uh, you and Sim and Namor. I mean, by your area where um, somebody was breaking the home stealing toilet paper. Like in in Lombard, I'm like, wow! I read about that. I'm like, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, but I mean, it's 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 time, you know, time, it's time for us to uh-huh. jump on bidets, man. I think bidets are the future. Oh yeah, I've been telling all my white friends at work. I'm like, is you still buying toilet paper? I said, you're stupid. I mean, like, why don't you just use a bidet? It sprays right in your booty hole. It cleans they, it all up. They ask like, how do you? Because like I. Uh, I'll, before I finish, you, you mentioned a good point. The, the thing that scares me the most going forward, because you know, a lot like, you know, um, I have a salary position. Now, even the steel industry goes defunct and I lose my job. My wife's in a medical profession, right? Like, so. Yeah, live off the wife. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm worried. Like, so today I, I had sent some money to my barber. He made an Instagram post because I was like, them because those guys. They pretty much live paycheck to paycheck. I mean, they get the cash only. They buy their own health insurance, and their business is shut down. They're, yeah, they're bro. Stop. So I, I'm like thinking, like, all right. So I sent him some cash because I'm like, you know, when I get out of here, if all the barbers are gone, I mean, you can't look fresh no more. Or so, at least you'll be the first one to jump the line. Like he'll get you in first every time you go there because you know maybe, you, you yeah, have to bundle you know up. Saying, you know what like, I mean? But I, I'm thinking, yeah. like, or you can just buy some trimmers and trim your hair. Yeah, I end up looking like you. Well, no I'm, thanks. I'm, I'm gonna grow. Yeah, I'm gonna no, grow no thanks. Like this man, like that, you know. Yeah. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, I'm just growing my beard out now, man, because I'm not even gonna be bothering with it until like, you know, until after the Corona thing. And so, just gonna let it grow. So if you see the beard, get you. You guys will probably see it longer and longer throughout, yeah. depending on how long the quarantine is. Just like how well, it was. Okay. No, but yeah. the thing is, well, well, the point I was trying to make, what I'm most afraid of in a couple months. I was listening to the Safina guys. They did the podcast on Corona. I was listening earlier today while I was uh, going running errands. Um, is that people as these jobs that when people lose their jobs and they become more and more desperate, they're gonna be robbing people's homes. Right? Yeah. And, and I got it. like no fire, and I was like, we got no firearms. Right. Yeah. I think it's time to lock and load. Are you are you thinking about getting a firearm? Man, at this point, they're all sold out. I heard everyone like the gun sales yeah. and ammo sales went through the roof. Guns in America will never be sold out. Yeah, they're just never well. No, I mean Walmart. I mean, no, the local, the local, the, no, the local. I mean, you can find online, you know, uh, distributors will have it, but your local gun shops will probably definitely be sold out. You have That's a point cool. card? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Of course, all of us do. But I never owned a uh, a firearm. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't. You, you, oh, the ID to get one. What? Yeah. Like the license to get one. Wait, I don't even know how to use one. That's well, like, what's wrong with you? Didn't you hear the prophet's no, about the guys, you, how to fire you, Are you forgetting? Dude? He just he just became a U.S. citizen. Like a it doesn't matter. But five months ago, 
Like he didn't. But that's the first thing you do. Once you, once you get your paperwork, you go and file file for your Foyd card. Say, can you see the Foyd card for for the listeners who don't understand what a Foyd card is? Is the license to operate a firearm in the uh, in the state of Illinois? So firearms. What's it called? Fire. Well, some states out there, guys, you don't need a license. Some states have exempt from a license uh, unless you're having like uh, unless you're opening up your carrying outside. Yeah. So check your state laws. I mean, this is specific to Illinois. I mean, over the across the border, Indiana, it's very different. Um, Ohio is different. So check your local laws. All right. Um, well, so, what have we what have we not hit on? Go ahead. Wait. I, so I, so. I, oh, I, go ahead. Elaborate. Go ahead, Mark. No, no, no. I, I'll, I'll talk. Yeah, sure, please. I wanted you to elaborate, bro, on uh, something that's been bugging me and a lot of things that have been going on in my mind. I talked to you the other day about the senators um, and some people who had dumped their money. Yeah. Uh, no oh, they're going to jail, bro. I can't wait. Do after the done, they're going to scream, yeah, lock yeah. her up. Lock yeah. him up. I, they want blood, bro. Are you kidding me, bro? When they, when they, she's trying to come out and say, oh, I had no idea what's happening with my financial profile. I feel like saying, bullshit, beep. I mean, are you kidding me, dude? Like, do you know how scandalous that is? Like, you had some information about, like, first of all, you were in a meeting that, you know, that had information about this, you know, potentially being something catastrophic in America, and you slept on that? Uh, Dude, you're a POS, in my opinion, dude. And on top of that, you profited on that? Yeah. Well, what? Yeah, I, that's just what they did. I was mean, completely. I don't know the look, full facts yet. Look, look here, here. It's you don't need to know any more facts than they have already said. Uh, back in what was it, December, the CIA reported to the intelligence services community where these two senators were the leads of, and they received this information uh, about the uh, a global pandemic uh, approaching, and instead of uh, you know working to resolve or work on. Uh, elevating the apparatus that the government has in place to um, tackle this coronavirus head-on. What they did instead was start dumping stocks. So they, in effect, did nothing. And I'm incredibly surprised that, um, you know, the, the government really did nothing to prepare for this in that time being. So I'm wondering whether they even communicated this information onto the president. So, because it seems like Trump is just completely taken. He, he has no idea what, what's going on in, in that respect. It just seems like it, it all like blindsided him and he doesn't know how to I handle know, it. I, I think that, uh, I think, uh, you know, a few verses come to my mind, but, you know, a lot of times what happens usually with atheists is they believe, they, they blame God yeah. for um, anything bad that happens, right? But us as human beings are the ones that are causing the problems, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, al-fasadu fil wal bahri, that all types of uh, uh, mischievousness, all types of, uh, you know, fitna and fasad has begun on land and sea of what man's hands have committed. Yes, that's right? the room. It's man's hands that have committed that. You're telling me a people... And there's, there's an after effect to this too. If you knew what was happening, but you let it happen because of your own pocket, dude, you've just jeopardized 300 million people. Yeah. Of your own greed, of what your own hands have committed, right? 
So that's why on my Facebook post, I, I definitely believe that they believe that they believe profit over people. And that's a very, very uh, uh, straightforward, um, you know, sentiment to what they just did. The next the, thing is yeah. that after all of this, there's so much mistrust, but there's a way of settling this mistrust. And to take the edge off of the mistrust of the people is they're in need. They know they don't have time to think about it. Give them a stimulus package. I'm not saying because the stimulus package is a conspiracy. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's good. And I think that people deserve or they need that. But it's it's uh, it's a really, really uh, slimy way for some people to have the effect of what they did taken away from them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, let's be honest for a moment. Why is, are they giving a stimulus package? Is it because somehow they genuinely care about people? I doubt that. It's because they want to protect what they've built. If, if they don't give them this and you have this massive increase in poverty and unemployment, the country will collapse. Understand that fundamentally. The, the, the average worker in America, the, the common guy who goes to work and the small business, they keep America going. These multinational corporations, if America collapses tomorrow, they will pick up their bags and go to some other country and set up shop there. They're already ready to set up. Do you think Coca-Cola needs America to survive? Do you think McDonald's needs America to survive? Do you think yeah. Burger King or Nike? They don't need America to survive. They can survive in any other country in the world. They're multinational corporations that have zero loyalty. The small businesses in America are the ones that are patriotic. The, hour, the hourly workers, the wage workers, the salary workers, those are the people that fund the American economy and they keep it going because they spend in it. But more. If they can't, hold on. If they can't spend and they can't keep it going, the economy collapses and the country collapses itself. The dollar devaluates. I mean, there's so many implications of that. So they have to do this to keep the country alive. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not because they generally care about people. This is to keep capitalism funded. <laughs> Essentially what they're doing, right? They're funding capitalism. Yeah. What, what, what do they think? When you get that money, they're going to get like 10% of that back right away when you go spend it, right? They're not, I mean, they're giving you money to spend for a reason, to keep each other alive. So that when, when the, just to get by, to put a temporary, you know, to scoot by, and when everything goes back to normal, right, you, they're gonna, they know they're going to profit again because all of them are wealthy and they're investing. I mean, right now, the government is thinking about buying into take a, a federal takeover of Boeing. Boeing, dude. Who would have thought that? Boeing. Right? That's, I mean, you know how, for those that don't, that don't know, the government took over, um, you're familiar with this, right? AIG, right? You know how the yeah. government came in, got rid of the board, they took ownership, own yeah, shares. After in this the stuff, housing right? mortgage crisis in the 2007. Right. So imagine them doing that. They're, in, they're, from, they're moving from a privatized business like, uh, you know, Boeing, a defense contractor, to now federally owning this, uh, potentially talking about it. And then getting rid of it, revamping. Can you imagine the, the kind of people that are involved in this transaction, how much money they're going to make when everything blows over? How much is gonna, I mean, this is about money, dude. It's not about because we care. If they really care about people, why don't you give them $5,000 a month? Here's why the thing. Why are you stopping well, at 2000 a month? Morty, Morty, we, people really need to understand that why it's so important to understand how this is, this is actually being downplayed right now. The Chinese are actually underreporting the number of deaths and i'm going to share my screen here and i'm going to let the uh, the viewers see a little bit about what what is actually happening here um there are reports all from china from 
Chinese, um, ordinary Chinese who operate anonymously, that the numbers that are being reported are actually 20 times higher. And I'm going to go ahead and put it up on Twitter. Um, let's share the, the Twitter thing I mean, they're, for you. They're, over under, here. they're under uh, they're, reporting they're, 20. Yeah, by 20 times. They're under reporting by 20 times. That uh, This is by no means under control. Look, man, there, there are physicians that I spoke to who found cases all across Eastern Asia who are who found out about this back in November and December. So this has been going off all around the world for months and the Chinese have been trying to quench it. They didn't want people to know. So they they can maximize profit and so that they can you know um invest in the right uh uh what's it called the right sectors. You know what what these these people these senators did from Congress who uh, these uh, these senators who held the positions of the Senate Intelligence Committee, I think uh, one of the senators, Barr, and I can't remember the other name, but they invested their money they, after they, they pulled their stocks. They reinvested it into uh, teleconferencing companies. Uh, no, companies are, really? Yeah, yeah, they invested in Citrix. Yeah, yeah, and, into like Citrix. They yeah. invested in, into that things like you know work from home software stuff that people will be doing through remote working because they know that people, this massive panic will cause people to be scared to work from home. Imagine And the workplace is going to dynamically change over the next six months. Look, that's how, look, look how evil that is, bro. The foresight that you have to see that this is going to be a pandemic. And then you know that people are going to be from home and work. And then you invest in that. Foresight can be... Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's part of the game. That's that's being having that foresight. This is something that I was in a WhatsApp investing group that um, when when COVID nineteen was playing out, and you know I gave these suggestions to people because I'm from an IT background. I'm in systems administration. I know what is required for people to work from home. I said I suggested the idea that hey guys, if you're investing in stocks, you may want to look into investing in uh, companies like Citrix and. Um, these idiots, I'm, I feel like, like these guys, they knew a couple months ago that th- this thing was happening. They've already, the Citrix's values already, you know, uh, been climbing since. And now it makes sense that, uh, these, the, these senators, they've, they've already identified this stuff. They, this is how the capitalist mind thinks the, you are identifying world events and seeing where you can profit from these world events. So you're, you're speculating on um, situations, events on what's going to happen. And then you take the money that you have and you put it towards those um, areas, those sectors of the economy that you can benefit from. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's a sad reality of the world, but that that's how it is right now. But yeah, I, I'm going ahead and sharing the, the screen where uh, China in focus. Um, these are real CCP, hashtag CCP virus infection cases are 20 times higher than officially reported. Leaked documents reveal world leaders criticize the Chinese regime. So there you have it. Um, check out their Twitter if you have a chance and but yeah, this is what we'll Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of information is going to come out eventually as 
more research is done, more investigations, because there's definitely a mismanagement of the situation now, uh, especially in America, especially in the UK, in terms of how they're dealing with this issue. So I think right now they're too busy and too concerned to actually worry about that, but um, not as it is. These people, these rich people, these we're talking about the 1% of the 1%, these uber rich people, they're playing with fire. They, they don't understand that when you are sacrificing humanity to benefit yourself and, you know, instead of looking out for the, the welfare, these guys are already mega billionaires and they want more billions. So what they're, instead of, you know, working to resolve the situation, what they're doing is just, you know, really capitalizing on, on the situation. So, what happens when society or if society should collapse and these billionaires, where are they going to hide is, is what I'm wondering. Are they going to, uh, they're really going to be prisoners in their own castle. You ever see the, the, the Epstein well, Island baby. No, you ever see one of the <laughs> YouTube videos I made? It was, um, uh, I think it was the one with Bassam. There was an intro to a movie and it's called, uh, mask of the red death. It's a, novella by Edgar Allan Poe and so story about a very rich person who is uh you, you know there, there's a plague has ravaged society and everyone is is uh, trying to find shelter and this uh, you know rich playboy he holds a big gala in his castle and only a select few people are invited while the rest of the country is suffering and that's where he's um, um he, he's supposed to be emblematic of of, of shaitan and iblis and he so um this this is the we're seeing these type of people like manifest themselves we're seeing what was a story in a book from you know a hundred years ago come to play edgar Allan poe what he lived what during thomas jefferson and them their era you know and he wrote in that play about you know these, these socialites having a ball having a great time while the rest of the world suffered and this is what these people are doing. They're, they're, they're... Well, it's always been that way, right? The elite always was separated and distanced from the struggling working class. Yeah. They've different, they live completely different worlds, yeah. right? That's where they get the idea of classism, right? The feudal society where, you know, there's people who are elite and people yeah. who are not, right? And so if you're, and that's continued today. I mean, you don't think that these people have, um, you know, million dollar bunkers somewhere in the world or underground where they could live for like a year without a care in the world. Dude, I've seen some documentaries on bunkers, like a bunch of millionaires and billionaires, excuse me, have gotten together and created a community, a communal bunker yeah. where they have like a library, a school, a fitness center. Like, I mean, everything underground and they can survive in that underground bunker for at least uh, two years or something like that where they have their own hydrophonics, they can grow their own foods inside, they can, I mean, literally everything, air purifiers, water, I mean, you name it, they can survive there. Imagine it's kind of like being on a spaceship, whatever, you know, but, but autonomous. But they've already planned that. So where would these people go? Well, they might be safer, you know, if the whole economy collapses and everything's down in the drain, they might be safe for a couple of years. 
uh, you know, somewhere else. To, but after eventually, they're going to have to come back out. And when they do, it's going to be whack-a-mole, right? <laughs> it's just pretty much what it is, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, man, I, I just I want to see how this all plays out. Part of me is just like I'm, I'm not – I was initially really scared, and then Sim uh, just I waiting for you. Down. I, my, I, I just want to know, bro. like, what's going to happen at the end of this because this is just so like, there's no precedent for this. We can't really chart out what's going to happen. No one, who would have ever imagined economies freezing all across the world? The closest thing that this most recent thing we can ever compare this to is probably the Spanish influenza, and none of us were around for that. So you guys and ever, that was like thirty percent of the world population. You guys ever play a, a game of? Jenga, that one game where you put the you stack blocks on top of each other, and this is how like the economy and the the world is kind of structured. Everything's interconnected, and right now what has experienced what is being experienced is that one of these pieces pull that last piece. What is one? No, there's no one piece. No, where one piece has been pulled out of this global mesh network of everything completely being interconnected with each other and one piece of the puzzle has been pulled out it looks like you know we're kind of swaying back and forth we don't know whether everything will fall on top of each itself and collapse. actually i disagree sim analogy i think we've been doing that recently i think corona came and just kicked that thing in the goddamn face and just kicked the whole thing over it just came in and just backhanded it and rocked the whole thing off the table it's not complete collapse yet. yeah but i'm not saying collapse but i'm saying it is destroying how they fundamentally do business dude you understand that for logistics storage let me give you an example. My company is in food and beverage. Do you know what we're suffering with right now? I mean, we, of course, we're going to make money because we sell foods. But, okay, we have goods too long in storage. What's going to happen? The expiration date. People are not going to buy this. We have to get it out to the plants. Okay, we can't get to the truck drivers on time. Roads shut down. Where, where are countries? What are the logistic borders? How can we get things in the country, out of the country? Right? All these things that are going on right now that fundamentally changing our business. Like, how yeah. do we operate? And my company is a large company, so we can anticipate things. We can spend money on infrastructure to get through it. But other companies who can't, like who are small, medium-sized companies and are just barely enterprise, they can't afford to do that. They're going to collapse, dude. They're literally, they can't hold out for six, seven months without making you know, a profitable income. They can't do that. They're all going to file Chapter 11, whatever. They're all just going to file bankruptcy, restructuring. I, I, I can't see that happening. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know. I mean, it, uh, what I'm saying is, is that this virus symbolically just came and wiped out that Jenga board, dude. It just uh, the, the blocks. It's just saying, hey, you guys got to start fresh again, rebuild it back up, right? Because right now, I'm not saying the economy's collapsed, but what would be different between economic collapse and what's happening right now? Everybody's still confused. Nobody knows what to do right now, right? The whole point of a collapse of an economy is people are not making money, unemployment is going down, jobs are going down. Right, that's all happening right now. What's the difference? Right, this is possibly one of the biggest recessions in our, of our lifetime, or maybe in history. No, it could happen. Think about it, dude. Before nine eleven, it was New York. This is New York in California, in Chicago, in every major state metropolitan area. They're shutting down banks, hospitals, truck drivers. You need every single economy. <laughs> well, well, how do you make up of that? You can't. And Sim, you mentioned something interesting a few days ago, bro. You were like, because we were talking about the stimulus package that they're going to be offering. And, you know, you mentioned something very interesting about if it benefits a certain people, then they're going to do it, right? Because it benefits other people. But 
that there has to be like a, a common benefit. So what happened when, like, for instance, wh why can't this be done? And this, try to make sense of this for me too. Why can't this be done for a big portion of student loans? Why can't this be done to sign off of just, okay, we're going to be sending money. Oh, a $1 trillion stimulus um, plan with just with the, with the snap of a finger. They yeah. introduced that in, into the economy, you know, and they, you, or you couldn't do that for homelessness. You couldn't do that for you know universal health care. You couldn't do do that for student loans. But you know the these the way these people protect the uh, elite in society. Th this is something that we as people we need to take notice of. That we we have to understand that with with a stamp of a finger, a, a wave of the wand. All these companies uh, who've invested in risky industries, uh, you know, the airline industry has been making millions since uh, gas prices, uh, since uh, oil came down. They've been making hand over fist incredible amounts of profit. But what did they do with it? They didn't reinvest it into their business. They they started just started profiting from it. And they uh, they gave uh, they increased each other's bonuses, and they didn't reinvest anything. They didn't uh, create. Uh, surplus um, amounts of, of, of money to plan for another possible, um, you know, energy crisis or oil shortage or whatever. You know, they they didn't do any any smart business planning that every other business in the world would have had to do. Why? Because they relied on, oh well, if anything happens, we'll just ask the government to to bail us out. Similar to what the bank the banks did all around the world in, in two thousand seven. They got that this handout from the government, and we, we we as regular people, people of society, we don't. None of us are afforded these benefits. We, when we screw up, well, you're on your own. You didn't know any better, so figure it out. Mm. So, uh, what happened yeah. to Mark? Did we lose him? I think we lost him. I think he sent a message on WhatsApp. So he should, right. he should be come. He should be coming back, maybe. Yeah. Well, New York is experiencing a lot of high bandwidth issues um as are we i i tried to tweak a few things so that we can have some better bandwidth uh during this stream so hopefully um people in the chat who are listening if, if there's any quality issues let me know um he said his internet capped out i don't know what capped out means cracked out oh he's like okay he's yeah, like, I, I think he's uh being careful with his language for you sheikh <laughs> <For me. laughs> no he's never careful oh, with. There, he's, he's, i think he's coming back I see some. I see a box. All right. So, um, I don't know, guys. I'm. I'm. It, it, for people like me, I like to look at things from the top down. See how everyone's behaving. Be a student of society in these type of Best situations. Technology are going to embody the traits of that ideology, right? What? What's that? Anybody who anybody who is the highest ranking person. You said one percent of the one percent. Yeah. Right? That happen to be, you know, capitalists and capitalism. Mm -hmm. They're going to embody all those traits that require you to be that good at that ideology. Yeah. Right? So you and I can think, oh, how can somebody do that? How can somebody get sleep at night when they knew 300 million plus people are going to get affected by something because of their own pocket? But for them, in their world, in their mindset, for them, I earned it. I got it. This is me. And, you know, that's why I was saying, dude, foresight can be a beautiful thing or it can be a source of evil too, man. It's it a can. Like so. 
it, it, it most definitely can, Sheikh. You're 100% right. I think, I don't think any, any of us right now can say for sure what's going to happen. I mean, I think um, there will be people who are in the government who are planning on maximizing profit post-corona. So uh, they're, they're going to be figuring out, well, which industries are going to be the most profitable industries once everything comes back to normal. They're already planning and projecting along these lines. And I'm curious to, uh, you know, as to figure out which, who is the most, uh, which industries are the ones who will benefit the most from this crisis and Ooh. seeing how they're going to be uh, planning their, their next moves. So I think it's kind of interesting from that respect to see, well, what happens when things return back to normal? Which industries will be doing well? And I haven't, I don't have an answer for that yet. But I'm, I'm curious to know from uh, listeners, leaving the comments below, what you think? Hey, okay. Which I industries think I will benefit? What was that? What Sorry. Go ahead, Mahin. My bad. I had a question. Yeah, so I, I wanted to ask you guys, what do you guys, I don't know, Amna and I were talking about this maybe like before I went on vacation about um, living overseas and stuff. What do you think about going to a place overseas where maybe your dollar is worth more and then just like riding out a couple years there? Well, I mean, I guess that's always a possibility. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you, I don't even think you might even be allowed to come in certain countries after this or during this 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 era well during this i i i think it's gonna be like depends so uh um, there's so many variables to that I, I don't understand how you could make a decision like that just without factoring in what the situation of that country is for example let's just say sheikh Hamer wants to go to mauritania well mauritania right now has maybe very few cases of this infection i don't know sheikh do you know what the situation is like in, in mauritania right I now Okay, but let's just say they have a very few um, amount of cases. They're probably going to restrict travel from anyone coming into their country. They'll probably say, "Hey, if you are neighboring us, maybe you can come in." But um, we'll. I don't even know if Mauritania is probably not a good example. But let's just whatever country there is, if they're not experiencing problems, why would they allow people to come in? I'm thinking more not in the sense of like. Like I'm saying, in a year from now, like let's say it's under like the virus is contained, but now the economic, all the after effects. It would, it, would, it would really depend on what the situation of the dollar is at that point, right? Because the dollar, everything is connected to the dollar, right? All the, right. All, can we see a reversal of the dollar? Will we see an uh, another currency replace that? The the effect that the dollar has on every other currency, because the way as I understand it, at least I'm not an economics expert, is that all of the currencies in the world are kind of bet against the dollar. You know, they're, they're all... The, the the confidence in the dollar is what makes the world turn. The buying power of the American people is what everyone is counting on because the Americans are the biggest consumers of the world. Um, naturally the American consumer's behavior will have an effect on the world, right? If we are not consuming, we as Americans are not consuming our products that are coming from everywhere in the world, 
well, then who will? Who's going to take up that void? Because the rest of the world wants to sell. And if Americans are going to be in lockdown, who's going to take up that position? Someone else might say, hey, well, the Americans aren't buying from you. How about you come buy from us? They're, you're right now, you're getting zero from America. How about you, you used to sell stuff for uh, to us for a dollar. How about you sell it to us for 50 cents? It's better than nothing. You see how this might play out? There's mm-hmm. There's going to be other economic actors. I don't know if it's China, Russia. Everyone is trying to play down to the situation and say, hey, we're, we're okay here. We don't need no lockdown. Come by us. Well, we'll sell you stuff. We'll, we'll buy stuff. We'll buy your stuff. It won't be at the pretty penny that the Americans give you, but maybe we'll, we'll be able to fill the gap. You see how, how like these countries are thinking now? Yeah. So, 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 so this is, this is how, um, from a political perspective, this is why countries like China, Russia, Russia's reporting hardly any cases that, which is preposterous that they don't have any cases. Now, some people have made excuses that, you know, it's more likely because Russia doesn't have any testing kits available um, to actually test for the virus. So, so these, these are some of the things that are really kind of racing through my mind. I'm wondering which countries will try to benefit from from this situation the most yeah man it's a it's scary in its own sense that um a lot of uh truth comes out in situations like this you see things a lot clearly you you can differentiate people um you you know these kind of things brings about a certain type of truth and a certain type of falsehood um and it also brings about uh your conviction allah to such a degree that you realize after a while, like when I found out about the, I know a lot of people probably knew about that, but the fact that people are willing to sacrifice all these people to dump in their stocks. Yeah. For me, it was like, man, all these, th- all this stuff is happening around the world, all this, and this just kind of topped it off. It wasn't the only thing. I knew something that wasn't far-fetched, but with, with so much going on and yeah. us having so much access to information, like I love Facebook updates, but I hate them at the same time, bro. Yeah, I hate watching the news, but I kind of have to. You know, that's one of the main reasons. And then this kind of tops it off. You realize what world you're living in, and then you just realize, man, Allah is so truthful when He says that this world is nothing compared to Jannah. And all of this is so confusing and crazy. You just like, obviously, you don't want to, you know, commit suicide, stuff like Allah. You know, but you're just like, I completely understand why. Number one, people will fall into the trap of exchanging this world for the Akhirah because it's in front of them and it's so glamorous. But then when you see the reality and you see the trenches of it, and then you know about Jannah, then you're like, man, why would anyone want to trade anything for Jannah? You just got to get through this world unscathed to the best of your possibility. Yeah, there's amazing things in this world because Allah said there's going to be. But as a trade-off? No, man, this world, I'm sorry, man, compared to Jannah, this world is evil, bro. It is evil and... Um, one of the things that we have to realize that I guess we've, we've been put in a situation where we need to reflect on ourselves and the lives we're living. And I think that's one of the biggest takeaways that is that we're in a situation where 
we have to reflect on the pain that is felt from this situation. Oh, yeah. Each each and each and every one of us has to really just sit back and think about how they've living how how they've been living their lives and um how they've spent the resources that they've had over the over the past few years because you know alhamdulillah in the west uk us canada australia we've been having a party for a while and we haven't had to worry about the same things that many other people around the world have had to uh really be concerned with many of the people in asia even though you see them you know having uh, nice cars and stuff but they they're really just slaves they're, they're working 14 to 18 hour shifts they're they're not really living any sense of a life um you know i i think we in the west have have really benefited very well from from the rest of the world and i think i i well i don't know what to think i, I it's just right now we have to think about how how much uh how grateful we we should be and what we could do to give back once it's all over and hopefully if if everything comes returns back to normal um we we have to um come through with those yeah. resolutions that we make in this period no dude and imagine this i mean this is most people are projecting you know and I, I don't want to be that person who's just giving bad news but you got to be real man i don't think that this is going to get oh morty's back i don't think this is going to be done till ramadan either man i think that all we yeah i had we, to use my um <clears throat> i had to use my uh, mobile audio i mean the internet yeah so Oh, Sheikh just brought well, up a great point. Ramadan's we, gonna be at home, bro. Yeah, Ramadan. Like, for all intents home. and purposes, your Taraweeh that you were looking forward to is gone. There's Even no Eid al Fitr is gone. Eid al Fitr is gone. This is a big this is, wake up. Bro, we gotta use tools that will like allow us to be a community, right? Like you know, we yep. we have to. You know, this is a great way for massages to finally develop an online presence and a way to effectively reach the community. But, and but Fitter is gone, bro. Edel Fitter, what, what online tool is gonna replace Edel Fitter? No, bro? but what I'm saying is, you can at least hear the khutbah at least. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, look, let's be honest for a moment, dude. Are people? Let me, let me, let me put this in perspective. I know what you're saying. Well, let's be honest for a moment. If you need to go to the masjid to feel Ramadan, there's a problem with you. Okay? If you need to go, if you need to, in, to get Eid Salah to feel like it's Ramadan, there's a problem with your Iman. I'm sorry to say this. But, nah, right? Well, hang on, hang on a second. I think you're, 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 listen, some of the, no. some of the effects that you, you experience, some of the beauty I'm not saying it's not of effect. Ramadan. I'm not saying it's, no, 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 no. I'm not saying it's an effect. Look, I it's like saying this. Hold on. It's like saying that if I can't go to the Kaaba, I'm not going to pray anymore. I can't feel like prayer anymore. That's how stupid this is. Yeah, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Right? I know, I'm not saying Look, you're Ramadan entirely is a wrong. Time, hold on. Hold, hold on. Uh, let me ask you something. In most of your Ramadan times, do you spend in the masjid or no? No. Or outside the masjid? No. Right. Ramadan is a time where you work on yourself and you feel that fasting that you do all day long is a purification for yourself. So if you can't benefit from Ramadan because you're not going to Tarawih, there's a problem with you, bro. I'm not saying they're not benefiting from Ramadan at all. 
what I'm saying is the sweetness of Ramadan is felt in the Tarawih prayer um, after, you know, being with the, brother, the brothers and, and uh, breaking your star together. Actually, that, what I would say is, I'm sorry, I'm going to say this right now. It'll give an opportunity for you people who don't read Quran Ramadan to hold the Mus'haf and read Tarawih yourself and make Qiyam yourself. I hear you, you I hear you, man, but the, the Ramadan that we know, you're right. You're, you're right in that respect. I'm not saying you're wrong, Morty. I'm saying that the Ramadan I know that I'm we right, were... Bro. You think people bro. get emotional about it. I know I'm right. Let's, people don't like the fact that... Let's not get out of hand, okay? You need to control yourself. <laughs> okay, listen. No, I'm with Morty, because I, I, I think a lot of times this this forces us... We always say Ramadan is for into spiritual reflection, but Ramadan is a social party for most Muslims, to be honest. Bam! Right? Bingo! Tell it! You know what I'm saying? It's our party to kick it. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go to the mercy with the best iftar, with the best chai. Oh, that uncle brings donuts to iftar. You know, I mean, dude, I make the best it's not Ramadan. It's party time for you guys. I know. Like, I'll be honest myself. I'm like on weekends. Hey, where we go for sahur after Ramadan? We gotta go to. I'm away and I. We're going to like uh, that spot on the divan. Like, what's that? Uh, I forgot. It was like some hole in the wall hydro spot. Oh, Harib Nawaz. Hyderabad house. Kebab or something. Oh yeah, Harib Nawaz. Not, not on Devon, sorry. Oh, not on Devon, okay. Yeah. But, hey, so, so like, yeah. That's that. But for me, now, Eid, though, is a part of community, right? Yeah, so, yeah, I agree. Like, in an ideal world, we could, like, survive until, like, maybe even last week of the Ramadan. And then, well, Eid, you want to you get together with friends and family, right? Eid by yourself is going to stop. I agree, I agree. And, 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 and on direct family, family, bro, on your roof. I, I've done Eid by myself. Um, well, when I remember about four years ago, I was in Hungary, and yeah. and so it was it was Eid that time, and I couldn't leave. Man, there's no way. I remember I told Amr that dude like Juma Tilwida, Juma Tilwida had like three people there, dude. Oh I'm no! Like, dude, I'm not gonna spend Eid in this God-forsaken country. So on Eid, I booked the flight straight to Dubai. And I stayed there for a week. And <laughs> Yeah, I swear what I took a. Gee. I went straight what from Dubai and I made the Eid in Dubai. I, I spent time with people and family over there, and I came back because that's what? part. I get that part. I Sam, I get that part about like you know being a sense of a, a community, but that celebration comes after you have the barakah of Ramadan. What's the point of having Eid if you haven't benefited spiritually from from, oh. from Ramadan? Oh my gosh! Look at look at this wisdom that the sister put in the chat. Now Muslims will experience the Eid of the converts. I was just going to say that. Ooh, wow, oh. that's a mind-blowing. May Allah I like that. Yeah. By the way, uh, not to chew my horn, but every Eid I tweet out and message, if there's any convert that needs someone to spend Eid with, let me know. Because the, I, I feel like I, I feel her pain, man. I, ever since I, when I went to Hungary and did Eid by myself, I'm like, man, I know how these people feel like. The people around you don't get you. They don't, they're not happy like you are. They don't. They just won't understand why it's it's you know. And by the way, Eid is three days for those for those that don't know, right? Right. So my family just goes on it for three days. I mean, everyone's visiting, going around. I couldn't imagine like coming back voluntarily to like an empty home on Eid, right? I mean, that's tough, dude. Like you want to celebrate, you want to share this joy that you went, you know, you fasted for the sake of Allah, you got the ajr. Yeah, I, great point. I mean, so now all of you will, and this is what I'm saying. Going back to my earlier points, Sim. Allah is putting all of everything in a perspective. You're nothing. Like, what are you taking advantage for? Like, you're literally a germ. Something so small is disrupting your 
powerful lives, your influential lives, your busy lives. Allah is uh, an invisible germ is destroying that. Like nothing else matters yeah. right now. Just surviving. And and you know, since this is kind of the inception stage, man. I mean, you know, I was being serious when I told people, man, if they have firearms, man, clean them up and learn how to use them because surely you never have to, but when things like this happened, if people were fighting over toilet paper in the beginning, bro, and things that you get, you get a shortage, you know, of resources and food, people are going to be robbing homes, bro. You got to be very, very careful. Yeah. Bro, if it gets that bad, I'm, I swear, I already have my bug out plan, bro. I'm going to, you know, I'm right here in uh in, in New York upstate, so I'm going to go up to Islamburg. Yeah, no, I'm going to go up to This is about Islamburg. I heard about this. Yeah, bro, it's upstate New York, bro. It's, a, it's, it's like a, some compound of Muslims, some, some like... Black Muslims, I'm just going right? to show up and but be like, Ashadwallah, Allah, and like, let me in, bro. You know bro, what I mean? Like, they're not going to let you in. It's for black people, isn't it? Wait, bro, I I can pass. No, you can't pass. About? You can't oh, pass. Is it you're not going to. It's not just for black people. Morty, you're not. It's not just for black people. It's for black people. It's not just for. No, it's not. Morty, Ali Abdelaziz was there. Yeah, he's not. He's bro. He he he. The, the Egyptians they, they continue. Egyptians think they're Africans all of a sudden when they need to be. Ali no, Abdelaziz is an Egyptian. Dude. Look, dude, I'm gonna get there. So listen, listen. So. Is this a nation of Islam thing? Is it a Sunni thing? What is Islam? No, about? no, no. It's a Sunni group, man. He just doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> no, they're just a bunch of... They happen to be in a bunch of African-American brothers that set up this own little community of a communal for Muslims. And they wanted to be away from all the fitna of society. So they've been up there for like 10 years. And like... No, um, yeah, and so they have its own... It's called Islamburg, upstate, upstate New York. And like, that's where... Um, what was that guy that said there was some linkage between them and the Jilani guy in Pakistan or something like that, yeah. whatever. There was some link. They try to investigate them with terrorism, whatever it may be, but it was just not, it didn't really, I mean, manifest into anything. But the point is, is the fact that they have their little compound there where they're self-sufficient. They have food and they have masala, massages, schools. So first question, which Jelani are you talking about? Well, anyone you want to mention. There's a guy in Pakistan, bro. There's some famous one. Oh, I thought you were talking about Hussein Jelani. Oh, I thought he was talking about Abdul Qadir. Why would you? Okay. Anyways, this is uh, yeah. yeah, inappropriate. Amir, very yeah, inappropriate. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Please control yourself. We can't be mentioning yeah, new people's yeah. names. Yeah. No, there's so many people. Raja خلاص يعني. Okay. All right. <laughs> Behave like a shit. You, Amir, listen. You're our only last hope. If you become goofy, dude, this is over. Yeah. This whole experiment is done, dude. Like we have no We have no credibility at all. If you become too late. I'm goofier than all you guys. We'll be end up like Abu Layth and no one pay take us serious anymore. It'll just be done. You're <laughs> such a fuck. Hey, listen, <laughs> listen, don't fire shots. He, uh, brother, uh, I'm just Abu saying, Layth, bro. I like the guy. I personally like the guy. I'm just saying people don't take him serious. He's gonna bro, have a Facebook bro, live about you though, bro. D d don't oh, fire I shots. I mean, Mad Monday. No, listen. Please. No, but listen, listen. He, he, I like the guy. He, I know. I think he's a friend. Let me clarify that before. Hold on. Let me clarify that for all the minions go out and start a cause fitna. Okay. What I'm saying is that personally, I like the guy. I think he, I mean, I know he's unorthodox, whatever. I think he has a service for his own people that he does. But let's be honest, a lot of people don't take him serious because he looks a certain way. He behaves goofy, right? And I'm saying, I don't want to end up being, you know, we can be that way because Amr is a serious guy. Like, we know he's a typical traditional sheikh. I mean, mashallah, he's got a beard, he has composure. You know what I mean? Like he's, he doesn't, That's you know, he's stupid. very like, they're composed. Let us be the stupid one. We have the freedom to do that. Not you, Amen. Okay. You're, yani levels. You have positions above us. Okay. And the will of Allah has to have to be able to. You guys know how good for all of you guys. 
But anyways, <laughs> uh, gentlemen, um, I think that we all got to be safe, man. We got to be, uh, we really shouldn't take um, protection of our families lightly in the next month or two. I think uh, since we're in inception stage. What uh, are you, you talking about in inception stage? Like the movie Inception? <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> COVID-19, homie. Are we inside, inside of a movie of a movie of a movie? Oh, my God. But you, you know what I'm saying. It's, 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 the beginning, it's the beginning stage. The, okay? Hmm. It's, well, Ahmed, if anything happens, I'm just going to come over back to Chicago and seek Tabarrok from you, and then we'll be fine, inshallah, no problem. All right, guys. Let's wrap this baby up for questions, comments, and concerns. Uh, make sure you... Contact. Oh, actually, just put it in the comment section below. Forget about it. Bro, listen, contact the world us. ending. Forget about all that. Who cares? Yeah, contact. Don't contact us. Take care don't, of your families. Don't bother. <laughs> so, don't bother liking and subscribing anymore. It's all Every, done, guys. Every, Forget about it. Over. It's a bust. <laughs> Who cares about marketing anymore? We don't need yeah. But, but if you want to send us money, though, if you want to donate, please do that. If you want to do that, <laughs> they're not going to donate. They're, they're busy hoarding. No one's even watching right now. We take toilet Insane. paper and uh, hand sanitizer. So send it over. All right, fellas, for my co-host, Sheikh Amr Saeed. Oh, wait. Mahin, we have a show tomorrow about the medical aspect of COVID. Um, some of the, the the medical professionals that we are in touch with who are leading response teams related to COVID-19, they will be on the show tomorrow and uh, help. Dispel- wait, hold on, Sim. Hold on. Hold on. Yes. Dude, this is, I think you're being way too calm. Listen, tomorrow's show is going to be amazing, guys. There's juicy details that most people don't know. Sim is potentially risking his civilian life here by bringing somebody like this to the show. I, see, I don't know how much they're willing to talk about all that. All the yeah, but the, doesn't the matter. The kind stuff, of dude, listen, just, he's being honest. Okay, tune yeah. tomorrow. It's gonna be a mind blowing show. You're gonna drop some stuff that you didn't hear about and yeah. make your jaws drop and be like, "Wow, that didn't just happen." So make sure you tune in. Yeah. Like, it's so not just some kind of guest yet? It's not just a guest. It's about something like it's relevant information and shocking information that you expect to see like in some kind of groundbreaking documentary. So make sure that you tune in. Just yeah. tune into it. So are you going to announce a name, uh, sir, or are we going to leave that no, it's all a surprise, dude. We don't want to yeah, no. We'll just leave it for tomorrow. I don't think even yeah. if I drop the names it would be um, it's any names that people would recognize, but the, I, it suffice to say that these are people who are uh, working very closely with um, COVID nineteen, and they know um, how to. Are dispel. their voices going to be muffled? No. Here's the thing, Hammer. Listen, if you, if you were to give the name, it wouldn't make a difference because they wouldn't know who they are. But once yeah. you give the credentials of who they are and explain them, you know, then people yeah. understand why they why they're on the show. But no, the the voice is not going to be muffled. It's not going to be behind like. You know, unsolved mysteries. Stop it, Amir. Okay. Yeah, sure. uh, what's, what do you think? Uh, okay. well, someone in, the, in this chat, they just brought up a good point. I didn't want to talk about it before we wrap up. Do you think Haji will be canceled? Do you think it's what? Yeah. Haji is not too far away, bro. It's amazing. Yeah, Haji will. I think it'll be. I mean, you know what they'll probably do? They'll probably limit how many people can come in the country and from what country they can come into. I mean, I think by that time, Saudis, bro. Yeah, Saudis will require you to bring some sort of paper that you're clear of COVID nineteen. Yeah, and I think they'll limit from where you can yeah. come in and how many people can get visas that year. Yeah, wow, I didn't even think about that. Forget about Ramadan, Hajj, holy cow, mind blowing. Yeah, yeah, because just Hajj, what the Hajj is what two and a half months. Oh, Allah, may Allah forgive me. I didn't mean holy cow in that respect in the Hindu 
ritual sense, Sheikh. Oh, wow. We have some husna done, okay? <laughs> we just talked about this. Hey, you said guy. it. Holy cows and stuff. My Maybe goodness. you didn't mean to say it, but it was said. Yeah. Or perhaps you, you were referring you not to You need to the... purify your tawheed, akhi. Uh, Ismahin, hit him with that kitab of tawheed. Hit him with some of that Abu Khadija stuff, bro. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> we'll see you all tomorrow. Assalamu alaikum. Stay safe.